0: to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze all the films in the DC Cinematic Universe by each individual minute. Currently on Dawn of Justice, my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Uh,
1: and I am Niall McGowan. I host the uh, other podcast, Bat Minute 89, where we do a similar well, not similar. The exactly same type of thing with uh, the <laughs> 1989 Tim Burton Batman film. And we're hoping to, after that to go on to all the other ones right up to Batman and Robin. And then we have to stop there because someone else is doing the Chris Nolan movies. So that's, yeah. where, that's where our wall is met.
2: <laughs> it's okay. When they get to Dark Knight Rises, then they have to stop because someone else is doing... Man of Steel and Dawn yeah, of Justice. Yeah. Ooh, who
0: are those guys? <laughs> I don't know. Bunch they're of bunch nerds, and clowns. <laughs> they're very like. Um,
1: I was actually really taken aback because they they contacted me before they started, going, "Is it okay if we do it?" Like they wanted my blessing. Like my blessing. Like well, it's me and another guy, <laughs> so you don't need just me. But um, but I was really just like, of course, do whatever you want. Like it's uh, I I don't own the films. You go and anyone can go and do another Batman eighty nine one if they want. It won't be as good as ours obviously but
0: uh, <laughs> obviously
1: they're, they're free to do so though if they want to try
0: yeah hey more power to you yeah um today we're talking about minute number 42 of Dawn of Justice the minute's going to start out with Senator Finch uh continuing to approach Lex in his uh father's chamber den trophy room den, den. library library mm. uh what is says, more
1: he just says room, which is like what, yeah. is, is, is bedroom. Is that what it is?
2: But, yeah. You no, know, you know how all rich dads have that room. Study. Study. What are more words for that? Uh, menagerie.
0: That's. Is that, can you I use I mean, that? look at all the trophies. It's a yeah, trophy all right. room. All right. All right. All right. Uh, the minute's going to end with um, uh, Lex being a real creep. Yeah. Mm. A <laughs> real. Just being a real sleazy creep. I can imagine Sle- the, the,
1: there's probably going to be like about 40% of scenes in this film. You could legitimately say like it ends it either begins or ends with Lex Luthor being a creep because that seems to be the note he hits throughout the entire thing. I think that's what the um, that, that's what Jesse Heisenberg's uh, goal was is like to be as creepy as possible the whole time.
0: Yeah.
2: know. I dig it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. And like what's the real cool part is just seeing the the flashes of almost like a, a split personality, or like, you see him acting one way, and then yeah. there's a brief flash of him, a change. kind of like of his true self, and mm-hmm. then it's not to the end of this minute that like, the mask comes completely off, and he's kind of who he really is deep down. So the whole facade kind of drops in this minute. Um, I noticed that his shirt that he's wearing. Uh, it was a good close up about 12 seconds in um it's the same shirt pattern that he had earlier in the film where it was like um a black shirt with the red orange with or orange, orange the yeah. orange ones um same shirt but this time it's blue or kind of like a a
0: teal but with the same the same design pattern but yeah. it's black mm. so it, po- it's kind of almost like like polka dot resembling and um you know I've always taken polka dot pattern to seem a little villainous crazy maybe mm. Oh, clowns wear polka dot stuff and it's a little wacky and goofy yeah. but like it's eccentric eccentric yeah Well, maybe I, did, that's...
1: I did note that apparently like Jesse Eisenberg allegedly came to set in disguise every day so he could hide his Lex Luthor look which uh, I think was a bit of a kind of waste because it's just like oh he's just got long hair like, that's not. That's, that's not that amazing, you know? <laughs> but um, uh, it does, like what we you're saying, though, it goes to, you know, a jazzy shirt. And he's got, uh, you know, something something a clown would wear. And the fact that he has this long hair, it does strike me. Like, I'm sure Eisenberg himself will say, no, that was never the intent. But it seems to me like he's really trying to go for, like, a, a Heath Ledger Joker kind of vibe to him. It's just because it's a similar haircut. He's just almost like the the voice is kind of almost there as well, and it's just the, it's it's the even as you see at the at the end of this scene of this kind of intimate closeness he gets with the with Senator Finch, it's it's very evocative of you know the some of the the Joker's mannerisms as well the the twitchiness and uh, I I just wonder if that's what you know a, a cynic in me would be like that's what he was going for he's like that got a lot of plaudits I'm gonna do that. I'm sure that it would never, you know, no actor would be like, I'm just going to copy someone else. So, um, Mm -hmm. what uh, it does strike me though is that, um, like, I, you know, obviously every adaptation is going to have its own artistic license and and whatnot. And, uh, like, this, you know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, the every version of Lex Luthor should, you know, it should be like Lex Luthor, the Lex Luthor we know from the comic books, even though I'd argue that's never been actually, um, portrayed on live action uh cinema at least. Um mm-hmm. you've never seen the the comic books the ruthless, you know, Lex Luthor for president level that you know, the Clancy Brown Lex Luthor uh from the from the cartoons. But um I'm not like I, I I'm, I'm, it's fair enough like oh you want to go and do your like, this, this mis, you know, well, not misinterpretation. A uh, different interpretation of the character is more of a um, like a jittery Creepy sort of young upstart, where he's like, "Oh, he's the energetic, youthful, you know, uh, entrepreneur," and they're they're hiring the guy who literally played Mark Zuckerberg. And it's you know, he really particular. I don't know. I don't think this would have been delivered, but he really reminded me of that uh, Martin Scarelli guy. The the the
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I think we said that Martin Scarelli, Yeah, Shkreli,
1: yeah. Mm. And, um, um, I think he. But yeah, oh, sorry. sorry, I was just going off in a, in a little world of myself there. But I just. The, when I first watched it, my my instant takeaway was like he was more like Lenny Luther from Superman Four to me. As like if they if it turned out like John Cryer showed up as his dad, I would have been like, oh, this this makes sense to me now because it just so didn't seem like Lex <laughs> Luther to me. It's like, I, and then they they kind of like, oh, it's Lex Luther Junior. I was like, that doesn't make that doesn't make it any better. Like, it's like, what's it, like Gene just <laughs> Gene Hackman gonna be his dad now? Like, what's going on? But uh, so it's like. I, I, I can't fault them for, like, oh, we, we decided to do something different with the character. It's just a lot of it, though. I would have been like, well, I would just much rather it it had been the Lex Luthor that I know. Because I am not, I don't totally agree with what they did with him. But to be fair, that's Zack Snyder's intention. And maybe, you know, it was designed more to be like, oh, it's his journey into that. Because at the end, we obviously see him with the bald head. And maybe he would have come back. In Justice League is a more cool, dynamic, you know, uh, Clancy Brown esque Lex Luthor. But tragically, we may never know that now, seeing as he's been cut out of the film. But uh, I'm sure they'll pop up somewhere down the line in the, the DCEU eventually. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll just have to wait and see.
2: Well, the film's not out yet, so we don't know. So
1: mm-hmm. maybe. I'm sure like, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, if he did get cut. Cause, I mean, Jenna Malone was cut. And then she's back now, so it it could well see we could be seeing an extended cut with Lex Luther right back in the four again. So, Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so you know, just uh, to say right away, I think I don't think he's trying to do a Heath Ledger thing. I think first of all, with actors, I think they kind of have some respect, and they're like, you know what, that was his thing. I'm not going to try and do that. Uh, but in the universe, I, I never really saw the, and it's, a lot of people brought it up, the whole Heath Ledger and this Lex Luthor, like, being kind of similar, and I never really saw it. I, I know the hair might be a thing, yeah. but I think besides the hair and... Uh, I think it's
0: whenever someone sees something that's from a comic tics. book
2: that's... I think it's the tics that yeah, the characters like the and, like, but the they, craziness. But yeah. just because they have tics, I mean, it, it might doesn't be... doesn't
0: necessarily make you the Joker. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> um... And then what even the, with the Jared leto it's even
1: it's even like the voice is kind of like the you know kind of doing a slightly like you know I'm sure' again, I'm sure that's not what he's going for, but it's a kind of slight modular on his voice it's like it sounds kind of like the Heath Ledger voice as well, but that that could be just me that could be me just reaching for things, but uh sorry, I just completely stepped across you there while you were mid you're midstream
2: oh no, it's all good um. So there's a moment in this, uh, obviously, when the minute starts, she's kind of denying uh, a drink from Lex Luthor, and, you know, she's he's going on about his dad again, mm. um, which is, you know, I guess something that's plagued his life and might be the whole reasoning behind his sort of psychotic behavior. Mm. Um, so, like, this is his dad's room, you know, his dad has always taught him this, his dad this, his dad that um and then there's a moment where he he steps over by the fireplace he kind of has a reflection to himself and he's like maybe one day dad'll come back if i just keep everything the same um but i'm not sure if that's something that uh i think is that just him with that fake persona of like oh i've always loved my dad my dad's always been you know the guy who who taught me everything in life when in reality lex luthor is a guy who's like I've never liked my dad. I have proven that I'm superior than my dad like I you know, I'm I'm the master now, like kind of an overthrowing kind of like is this just a
0: facade? Yeah, it thing? has to be I think I brought it up before. Like anything all any feelings that Lex like port uh puts on, about, puts his on about his dad. It's all a facade. It's all supposed to be fake. You're supposed to take that as like, you know, this guy really looks up to his father. That's a good family morals. It's a good thing. And look at look at what he's done with his life. Like if if Lex Junior has made this company this big, like imagine and you know, he says his dad was his inspiration. What did his dad do? His dad must have been the greatest guy ever. Mm. You know? It's all just a fake thing. And, I and think, it's I think the I fear.
2: Think, see what that what you said, like it's like his dad must have been the greatest guy ever. No one's allowed to be the greatest guy ever except him, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, Superman's not a, allowed to be the yeah. greatest thing. Batman's not allowed to be the greatest thing. I am the greatest thing. And if I'm not the greatest thing in the world, that's a, that's a problem that the whole universe has to mm-hmm. face now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think yeah. that's like... That's good. That's yeah. his big old mental psyche that's, that's bothering him in life. Mm. So so. There's one thing that... And now... Oh, I'm sorry. No. I was going to say, now you have this person right here who's stopping him from doing anything. If she blocks her, because imp- J- Senator Finch said that she's blocking his import license for m- his mineral thing. Mm-hmm. Now you have another person who's challenging your ability to do anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, if he's the greatest guy in the world, he should. If he's all powerful, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have to have an obstacle in his way. But here is one mm-hmm. challenging his existence. Mm.
1: <laughs> I do wonder if. Um- if this version of Lex Luthor was actually a person who was like you know out in the media and stuff, do you think the public would like him? Like the the public persona of Lex Luthor was like he's this hip young guy with long hair and he yeah. dresses in like all crazy monkey t shirts and stuff like that, you know? And, yeah, uh, or, absolutely. Or, or, uh, except because we see everything at once, it, I I thought he just seemed a bit creepy the whole way through. Personally, I just thought like oh, he just seems a bit like. Yeah, this guy seems like he's a bit of a hipster, annoying kind of character. That's the way you come across in the press. A lot of people will probably be like, "Oh, that Lex Luthor kid," and like, oh, he's all he's all you know built a company on his daddy's money. How much did he really build?" And all that kind of stuff. But uh, so then yeah. when he does switch into the the creepier moments, it didn't seem like that much of a contrast to me personally. I was like, "Oh no, he is he is just a creep from head to toe." Uh, like that could have been just my perception of him, but I, I do wonder if they had, you know, because I know that there was other people they wanted in for this part, like Joaquin Phoenix and and people like that. I wonder if they would have made it more apparent that like oh he's he's perceived to be like really suave and cool outside of this room, and it's only then when Senator Finch is in with him because she seems to know as soon as she walks in because she's just like my driver's outside waiting for me. And she just seems to be completely aware of how much of a little creep this guy is. Like nothing seems to really phase her when he's doing it. When he, when he transforms, she seems to be very, like almost as if this was expected. You know that he was going to do this. So I I I, I was wondering if you know maybe like um, if Eisenberg or someone else playing the part could have enhanced that duality more, or uh, or you know or maybe that was a... the. Uh, may you maybe know, maybe maybe it's just me maybe everyone else just does register like oh outside that he's supposed to be a cool kid and then this mm. is supposed to be he's supposed to be like a complete you know contrast inside whereas like maybe i've approached it with a a prejudged notion of oh yeah Jesse Eisenberg Mark Zuckerberg creepy weirdo Lex Luthor walking into the film and that might have almost hurt it in some way by having a preconceived notion of him but uh ah well <laughs>
0: Oh, what the? Out of toner again? Oh, Lois Lane is gonna kill me. Hey, does anyone know where we keep the toner cartridges? Of course. Everyone knows we keep the toner cartridges in the supply closet.
2: The only problem is we're completely out. I just checked.
0: Completely out? But I gotta get these articles printed and on Perry's desk by Monday, the latest.
2: Well, you could go to amazon.tooldmedia.com and buy the toner from there. They definitely get here before Monday. Amazo. Who? amazon.tooldmedia.com. You can find almost anything on there, and it'll get here faster than a speeding bullet. And a fraction of what you pay for goes to helping out some podcast called DC
0: Cinematic Minute. Well, that's awesome. I'm all about helping others, as you know. <laughs> all right, so amazon.tooldmedia.com well, I better get to it before Superman stirs up another headline.
2: So I think, uh, I think well, no one really questioned Martin Shkreli until they exposed him. So it's yeah. one of those things. And then yeah. like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg could be doing something right now that's not for the good of people. But, you know, we don't go hunting him down yeah. or anything. Sometimes yeah, his baby's a robot. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, you know, we give him a lot of credit. We give Elon Musk a lot of credit in yeah, oh, no, keep know. an eye on that guy. So, you, you <laughs> oh, know, the... we, they, they all seem likable people, but, yeah. um, you know, it could be the reason that Senator Finch sees right through him, you know, and uh, she's not the only woman to see right through, like, his kind of facade. So maybe mm-hmm. Lex Luthor has a, an issue where he expects, uh, maybe he maybe doesn't think much of women. You know, he, he obviously has Mercy Graves, like, wrapped around his finger. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a thing where it's like, the women that he doesn't give him much credit become his undoing because one is pulling the string on his plan and finds out. And the other one is just straight up stopping him from doing anything. Yeah. Mm. So, it, you know, there, there could be a, there could be a, a question of, is he, uh, I don't know, discriminating against women could and thinking be. that they're just, gonna I follow suit. I, Probably.
1: I, I did almost pick up on something that's very minor, but I thought like, Oh, it would have been interesting if that's what they're going for. Is that you see in some of his twitchiness, there's a moment in this minute where he almost goes to touch uh, Holly Hunter's fore- like, her head. And it's very evocative. Later on, when Superman's mm. in front of him. He's about to do it again. He kind of stops himself again. And then even when he's talking to Lois, he, d- he does tap her in the forehead. And the fact that he's a bit too close to her, it seems very, very sleazy and very uh, overbearing. I was like, I wonder if he's had trouble with this in the past, that he's just sort of come in and felt that he, maybe he's actually had like, harassment suits against him. Where like when he just feels he can go and touch people, he has to stop himself now. That it's like, oh no, that's right. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. And
0: you know, they... like Jesse Eisenberg or, or Lex Luther.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> potentially both. I don't know, <laughs> but <I> was... <laughs> but Lex Luthor particularly because he could, you know, he could have, you know, could hush that up. But it could have been a thing. Yeah. Like, you never know. Maybe, but in his wayward youth, maybe he was like very touchy feely with people, and it made you know particularly women and it made them very uncomfortable, and that's why when you see his hand going up to and he has to stop himself, he's kind of, he has like, almost a like kind of like a little, like he's, he is mm. trying to stop himself. So what I want, like, Or a, maybe
0: he wasn't touchy-feely and like, he just doesn't know how to do it. And
1: yeah, he yeah it just
0: could. freaks out.
1: Mm, could be yeah. <laughs> I, either way. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was, a I thing. wanted
0: to say, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, but even that, cause it's, um, cause I think this this will be in the next minute though, when he's tapping his fingers and when she touches mm. him as well, he That's also, it. he also has a little sort of jitter go through him, but uh we can reach that when we get to the, the next minute, I suppose. So,
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to say that um, you had brought up saying, like, what the public thinks about Lex. I think, like, I said it before, like, his entire character is a facade. Like, mm-hmm. what the general public sees is the cool guy that's just an everyday amazing entrepreneur. I mean, when we were introduced to him, he was, you know, at the basketball court with his other employees. It's supposed to put him on that level of equality that no one is above him, mm. where in his mind, it's completely the opposite. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, the puppet master and everybody, you know, I'm pulling all the strings. So I have to be, on their level to understand it so I can manipulate and pull all the strings Mm. and he has like the rebuild metropolis thing I mean Lex Corp trucks Lex Corp everything everywhere all over the place the you know he's rebuilding the buildings he's rebuilding homes and people's lives and I mean like the public look of, of from Lex Luthor is probably extremely high like they they probably hold him to the highest standards at this point you know mm-hmm. it's up until the giant the that lowest lane exposes him where it does like a martin Screlli thing where it's just like hey this guy's a piece of mm. crap <laughs> <laughs> although like
1: I, i'm actually mentioning the basketball scene that's another moment of very creepy inappropriate touching when he has the little uh it's like a gummy bear or like a like some kind of uh, the jolly the
0: rancher. jolly rancher yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he
1: kind of pushes yeah. it into that guy's mouth that again that evokes it kind of like maybe he was doing this to like yeah. when women would come around to would just be like yep yeah, just plant whatever you want in their mouths and you know it could it, it, it's invoking if you connect the dots yourself it's like maybe this guy was like you know he, he could have had a very sordid past with some of this this body uh you know uh body language he's got going on and stuff though so, probably and, but uh yeah, because uh, maybe again, this is be all stuff like you wouldn't you wouldn't put this in a a children's well, or children's film because of, this film it's, it's it's the most adult superhero film I think we've seen like the one that's not rated eighteen. So I remember when, um, I was really stunned when uh, I was talking to um, the one of my one of my nephews who I hadn't seen in quite a while. And uh, he was talking about Batman versus Superman. And I was really shocked. It's like, you really enjoy that film. Because it's it's so, there's so much build-up to the actual fight at the end. And there's so much talk of, like, oh, you know, the moral ethics of of, of Superman. And is he right to man versus Superman? And all this kind of stuff. And I thought that would be really, really boring for kids. But apparently, they really love it. So uh, maybe <laughs> that's inspiring hope for the next generation. That, like, oh, they could oh, see The... They,
2: they could, the... Each generation is smarter than the last, so maybe yeah. they maybe they're finding stuff. Maybe finding they, the, the material to be a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe
0: they just don't want to see two guys punching each other.
2: Yeah, maybe they want more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were mm-hmm. just like, so, get, 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 get
1: to the fight. What's going on, man? Come on. Oh,
2: man. Exactly. Um, I, I, it was a good point that you brought up the whole, like, he he refuses to kind of put his hands on Senator Finch right in that moment. I think that might be something that people need to take a closer look at because it could symbol or symbolize, like, his... Uh, an ability to have control over someone. Like, he doesn't touch Superman, he doesn't touch Lil' Slane, he doesn't touch Senator Finch, but he touches Senator Barrows, he touches General Zod, he, like, you know, know, maybe if he can't control something, he refrains from touching them, and Mm. maybe that's some sort of symbol. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll get to the kind of conclusion of this creepy moment Mm. uh, in the next minute. So... Uh, did you guys have any other further notes for this one? Uh
1: no. Um I just uh, the the whole scene, I mean, this in the best possible way. Um it really evoked instantly instantly to me uh something from Smallville because my memories of Smallville the TV show are endless scenes of people coming into Lex Luthor's office and him like pouring yeah. drinks and then he does this business of he turns his back to them. And he walks off and looks at something in the distance, and there the cameras on his face, and they're milling about in the background. And it happens exactly in this scene. And I'm like, "This is so mm-hmm. this is so weird that they've done this." But um, I will say, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, for all the faults of Smallville, he was a ama- fantastic Lex Luthor in that show. Uh, oh yeah,
0: he was the best thing about that show, you know, hands down. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, uh, what this would be a thing that maybe they would have uh, talked a bit, you know could have been emphasized a bit more but it'd probably be me reading into something that's not there is that he's looking up at something and then when he turns back around you see it's a, it's a, some sort of there's a thing on the mantle and i was wondering is that like his dad's ashes or something is, that, is he literally talking to his father's ashes as he's saying this and then you know but the, it could be there's just like a random black urn or something that he's got up there because what did they ever explain what happened to lex senior or is that just up in the air at this point
0: there's,
2: it's. <laughs> I think it's it's supposed to be uh, a mystery because yeah. uh, it's. I think there's just a bit of doubt of how he died and mm-hmm. if it was, um, mur- like murder, mm. murder, murder. <laughs> yeah. There's found. been a murder. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's one of those yeah. things. Now it's we do know he's not here anymore mm. and uh who knows maybe he's not
0: dead yeah and maybe he is much smarter than uh. luther jr thinks <laughs> maybe they got two he's got two of those like urn vase things so i think they're probably just decoration yeah, you know okay. like sconces
1: but it's uh it's not a sconce it's like if, it, like, if it's lex senior still alive i mean
0: john cryer sitting by the phone he's waiting
1: for that call
0: <laughs> 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 you're sticking with that one <laughs> man that fireplace is nuts that thing looks yeah, look, that's a great looking fireplace. Yeah, I mean,
2: look at the the carved marble that is supposed to invoke like a,
0: a cloth feel. Yeah, like, you and know, then then inside the... too, and then on the outsides, man, and the yeah, the, the cloth going, yeah, like it's draping. fabric, but it's stone. Yeah. I've always enjoyed uh, masonry, it's sculpture. No, mm. oh, okay, but the
1: but a other thing as well, because um, the most memorable line of dialogue in this was. I can't remember back, was this, I think this was the first line of dialogue we heard from Lex Luthor in the trailers, was this, uh, the red capes are coming. Because I remember that really mm. popping out to me. And it was one of those things, like, mm-hmm. those kind of, like, musical bits of dialogue that gets in your head that you just end up twisting around. Because by the end of it, I was quoting as, a, like, the red capes are coming, the red capes are coming. And he doesn't say it like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> but, um, I just thought, yeah, that was, a. But that, that that line always sticks out to me now because, I, as I recall, I think that was the the first bit we ever saw of the new Eisenberg Lex Luther in the trailers. So it's, it's, yeah, I think it, it was something like that. Yeah, so just uh, the was a real, um, you know, was a, a landmark moment for Jesse Eisenberg there. Like this was his mm-hmm. introductory line. I guess it's a good way of setting up what the, char- the character is all about. <laughs> <I guess.
0: laughs> he says, um, "What does he say?" He talks about the. Uh, I'm sorry, we're trying to we're trying to end this episode, but I wanted to bring up um you know, like maybe Dad will come back if I keep everything the same and it's like the uh the mm-hmm. what does he say? The of orphan boys, um was that that's in, at the end of the yeah, 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 yeah. The dream of uh what does he say? It's
1: the magical dreaming uh, of orphan boys or something like that. There it? you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: So that one and I know that Sam um and Alex brought it up in their podcast and it's if if you, you guys listeners All everybody definitely go check that out. It was one of the most eye opening pieces of audio I've ever heard about this movie. Um, you know, there was something that Sam brought up with with, um, how Lex has his dad's room as like the trophy room, everything's there, nothing's changed. And it's you know, the magical thinking of orphan boys who's the other orphan? We get Bruce Wayne, whereas we learn later on his house and his everything that like represented his parents is all gone, like it's all destroyed. There are no trophies, Mm -hmm. like what's there's something between the two characters where one is like having this, you know, praising these parents that obviously were terrible. And then the other character that has no praise for their parents, even though his parents were the best thing that this universe has ever Both seen. sets of parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there's something there where it's...
2: Oh, I'm, I'm also thinking of Superman because like Superman doesn't have anything about his father anymore. Oh, well, and, no, I was
0: thinking Bruce... Like, yeah, I, I know, mean,
2: but I'm also the magical thinking of orphan boys. I mean, later on we we'll see Clark Kent on a mountain. Yeah, but he's not
0: an orphan. He still has his mother. I'm about, like, it's an, yeah, he's kind of an orphan. No, an orphan has no parents. Mark. Man, he he I came mean, to like Earth he came as an to an Earth. He has no birth parents. He has adopted parents. So like, yeah, I can see where you can you know he's an orphan. But I kind of took it more of Bruce and and Lex. They are the two characters that are going after the same end game, and yet, like they're almost complete opposites of each other mm. in many ways and it's really cool. I don't know. Yeah. Trophy room versus no trophy room. Mm. One of them's a hero with no praise. The other one's a villain with all the praise. Oh yeah. they yeah. the wrong reasons. So that's, that's it. That's what I got. You want to, just cool go and <laughs> all
2: righty we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today if you enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minute and uh, if you need to buy anything off amazon you can use amazon.toolmedia.com um, and it really helps us out as well um, all right cool we'll go ahead and wrap up for today and we'll catch you tomorrow here on dc cinematic minute